is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline, and I help people get consistent with mornings and meals and movement. On today's episode, we are going to talk about motivating yourself to take action, motivating yourself to get consistent with one of those three. Um, and I think this is really what makes my coaching different than a lot of other coaches out there. You might work with a running coach or you might work, work with a nutrition coach or a personal trainer, and they're going to give you a plan. They're going to give you something that looks really nice on paper and it like maps out like, here's what you're supposed to do on Monday and Tuesday. And, you know, this is what you're supposed to eat or how many macros or yeah, exactly. You know, how many miles you're going to run. And that's great. We need that. We need that action plan. However, if you do not figure out, if you do not identify and have on paper your motivation for taking action, you're going to take that sheet of paper and throw it out. You're never going to actually take action on it. Um, so this is where like the life coaching comes into play. We need to figure out your motivation for taking action, the reasons that you are going to take action. And motivation is not just it's not being super excited about taking action. I will tell you, when I wake up in the morning to work out, I wake up and work out, I am not super excited. I am not super pumped to take action. But I have clarified my motivation for taking action. I have it on paper. I know why I I show up and I take action. And this is what I, when I work with clients, what I, we run through on our first call. And honestly, probably every follow-up call as well, especially if a client is struggling to take action, we run through this so that they know their motivation. They remind themselves of why they're taking action. So they can get things back into place. Um, coaching is not just about handing someone a sheet of paper and expecting that they're going to be able to execute perfectly. That's that's what has led you to failure before. Someone just thinking, oh, they just need you know something on paper and they're just going to automatically do it. No, you're human. <laughs> you have feelings and emotions and beliefs and identity. There's so many things in there. So that's what we're going to do today. We are going to figure out your motivation for taking action. I have a worksheet that I'll share with you at the end of the podcast episode. And I have some examples from my own life and from clients so that this actually makes sense. You can put some context in, uh, into what I'm talking about. So the worksheet that I have, it's called the big, um, the big five plus one motivational journal. And I use this with clients again to identify what is your motivation for taking action. So the big five, the first one is pain. We need to paint the pain. We need to figure out what pain are you so sick and tired of feeling? And this could be physical pain, emotional pain, uh, mental. What are you so sick and tired of feeling? And then we need to do the opposite. We need to paint the pleasure. So we're not just always running away from pain, but we figure out like, what is that ideal life that you would be living? What would be the most enjoyable situation for you? Paint the pleasure. So paint the pain, paint the pleasure. The next thing we need to do is figure out your old identity. Who are you sick and tired of being? Um, maybe you've been this person for the last few years, like through the pandemic, or maybe it's been long term. This is someone that you've been for decades. Who are you sick and tired of being? And then the opposite, who do you want to be? Who's that aspirational identity? You'd like to move closer towards being this person. If you could be this person 
like things in life would be better. You would feel less pain. You would have a more enjoyable life. So pain, pleasure, old identity, aspirational identity, and then the action, which we've talked about on previous episodes with the action, the simple and doable daily action. And then the plus one is logging that you've taken that action. So what I want to do now, I'm going to run through this because I think just saying those things doesn't make sense, but I want to run through um, an example from my life and then we'll talk about a client. So for me, you know, this was <laughs> this was a running podcast at one point. Um, I started, I first started running in 2014, so nine years ago, um, but that's not true before then, before I had actually gotten serious about running, I had tried to start running. I had tried doing couch to 5k several times, um, but it never stuck because again, it was just, it was just something I printed from the internet. But it was really once I started getting closer to my 30th birthday that I knew that I need to made, make some changes. So while I didn't have this neat little worksheet and this vocabulary back then, I do know that this is really why things stuck. Like I can look back and be like, yeah, that's kind of what I did without having these tools. But the pain, the pain I was sick and tired of feeling actually had nothing to do with running. Um the pain I was sick and tired of feeling was uh, feeling like a quitter, uh, feeling like a failure. Um, also, like the physical, like my body was in so much pain um, in my 20s. Like I, like my skin, like if you, it was just like inflamed, like if you touched my arm, it hurt. Um, my feet hurt, like just walking around, like in my 20s, 25 years old, teaching. Um, my feet hurt every day. Uh, I couldn't wear shoes the whole day. My heels hurt. Um, it hurt when I first woke up. Uh, and I just, yeah, everything was in so much physical pain. I didn't like how my clothes felt on my skin. Like I could feel that. And also just, I didn't like my clothes feeling tight. Um, so let's see other physical things. Like I felt tired all the time. Um, I didn't like uh, I didn't have a good relationship with work. Um, I basically woke up every day and went to work and then came home, you know, stayed in my apartment, probably did more work. I was a teacher and then woke up the next day and repeated it over and over. And so it's like, I didn't have anything for myself. And I hated that. I hated that. I didn't have any hobbies. I was just living this life of just dread, all the time. My body's in physical pain. I have dread about work. I have dread about my day. I have nothing enjoyable. So that was the pain that I was in. And then, right, I'm inching up closer to my 30th birthday. And it was this like, wow, you don't like anything in your life. Like that was the pain, all of that, that I was trying to get away from. Um, the pleasure. I wanted to feel better in my body. Um, I wanted my body <laughs> to stop hurting. I wanted my clothes to fit better. Um, I also just wanted to feel better in my head. Like I hated how mean I was to myself. I hated that I felt like a quitter. I felt like a failure. Like I was not doing well in my career and I was not doing well in my personal life. Like I hated that feeling of feeling like a quitter, feeling disappointed in myself. So some of the emotions, uh, I hated that 
And I wanted to feel more successful. I wanted to feel like a happier person. I wanted to feel proud of myself and like I could accomplish things, like I could take on hard things and do them and do them well and stay with it. That was what I wanted to move towards. So really the opposite of what I had experienced my whole life, I wanted to feel better in my body and feel better in my head. So the old identity, so we just went over the pain and the pleasure, the old identity I was an unhealthy person. I was inactive. I was sedentary. I was a quitter. I quit couch to 5K so many times. Um, I hated that. That was the old identity, really that big one, the quitting. I hated that about myself. And then the aspirational identity, I wanted to be someone who was successful. I wanted to be someone who stuck with things. I wanted to be a runner, hence the name of this podcast. but I, I wanted to feel like I could stick with something. That was the the really big thing. I just wanted to stop being a quitter and I wanted to be someone who could stick with things. So we have pain, pleasure, old identity, aspirational identity. And then the simple and doable action, I would go for a run after work. There was nothing fancy about it. I did not own like running shoes. They were just shoes from Kohl's with Kohl's cash. And I would just go for a run. Um, outside. We lived in Wicker Park in Chicago and I would do this little triangle and I was listening to Pandora, uh, music on Pandora with commercials at the time. And I think I would like run for two or three songs and then walk for a song. And that was it. A very simple and doable action. Nothing complicated about that. Um, But how I got myself to take that action was that pain. I wanted to stop feeling that pain and I wanted to start feeling better in my body and in my head. And I started logging it. I started logging um, every time that I took action, I would like write it in the little 2014 uh, journal that I had with a calendar. Super simple. I think also I was using Nike, maybe the Nike running app maybe on my phone? Yes, because I would take a selfie and it would show my route. So I had some sort of data logging that I was actually taking action. And that is how I learned to stick with running back in 2014. And, you know, it progressed and I did several marathons. I did a 100-day running streak, um, lots of, you know, and then now it's like, okay, I'm not running races, but I still consistently run. But it was because I was in that really painful part of life that I needed something to change. I was so sick and tired of how I was feeling that I needed to take action. And reminding myself of that pain is really what helped myself take action. Seeing the log, seeing data, that helped me continue to take action, but also like reaffirm or confirm that I was no longer that quitter. I was this person who stuck with things. Um, And that was the year that I ran my first 5K. (laughs) It was a turkey trot. Maybe that was 2013. I might be getting the years mixed up, but I, I ran my first 5K after years of not sticking with it. But again, it was only because I figured out this pain that I wanted to get away from and this pleasure that I wanted to move towards. So I want you to do the same thing. Um, I want you to download the worksheet I have, the big five plus one motivational journal. 
I will share a link to it in the show notes. But what I want to do now is go through an example with a client and how using the Big Five Plus One Motivational Journal has also helped this client um, change, especially like literally over the last eight weeks, over the last two months. Um, she's been in my Get Consistent With program and we've been working on meals. Um, but it wasn't just me handing her a meal plan that helped her take action. It was identifying the pain, the pleasure, the old identity, and the aspirational identity. Okay. So for this client, she was sick and tired of um, feeling deprivation on a diet. Um, she was sick and tired of binging after the diet, sick and tired of feeling disappointed in herself, frustrated with herself. Um, and like all of that stress that comes with doing a diet and then also all of the stress that comes after the diet when you're binging and you're eating everything in sight like that, um, the loss of control. Um, so she was sick and tired of feeling that pain. And then also the issues that come when you are uh, eating too much food, the digestive issues, the bathroom issues, the feeling lethargic, low energy, your body hurting. She was sick and tired of that pain. And then the pleasure, this is interesting because sometimes when you don't know what a normal relationship with food can look like, it can be hard to identify this, but she just wanted to feel normal around food. She just wanted to feel like she could go out and not obsess or stress over food and she could trust herself. And again, just feel normal. So like a lack of disappointment, a lack of fear around food, but just feel normal around food. Um, the old identity was being a dieter and also being a binge eater, um, being someone who couldn't trust themselves around food, being someone who was either hyper obsessive one way, like while you're on a diet, or completely neglectful when off of the diet, eating everything in sight. So she no longer wanted to be that dieter or that binge eater. Um, and then the aspirational identity, just being a normal eater. Um, we, When I work with clients, we actually do not talk about weight. Um, we talk about a relationship and like the action. But so it wasn't like this, oh, you know, we're working on this goal weight. No, like that's fleeting. Um, who you're being is actually long-term. So that's what we focus on getting you to a place where you have a normal relationship with food and you can call yourself like a normal, healthy and balanced eater, someone who can have a salad for lunch, but also go out for happy hour and have, you know, some pizza after work um, and it not turn into a binge. So that was really what we were moving towards. And then the simple <laughs> doable daily actions, it's having the five peas at meal. So breakfast, having the five peas at breakfast having the five peas at lunch, having the five peas at a snack, having the five peas at dinner and having a small dessert and repeating it. So again, simple uh, daily and doable actions. Again, if you don't know the five peas, it's my system for healthy and balanced eating, plants, protein, a little bit of process, plenty of water and plating it. So that was the simple and daily uh, doable actions that she was working on. And then logging it. So we do not use um, macros or my fitness pal or, you know, Weight Watchers points or calories or a food scale. 
what we do when it comes to logging the actions is like having, there's a worksheet, um, a workbook that clients have, but it's like breakfast. (laughs) Did you eat a 5P breakfast, a 5P breakfast? Yes or no? Color it red if you did not. Color it green if you did. And that's it. That's what you're logging. Did you do this? Yes or no? Um, Seeing a bunch of reds doesn't mean that you're a failure. It's like, oh, okay, what happened that that didn't happen? What can we do to, to change things? But that's the logging. Did you do this? Did you take action with it? You know, this simple and doable action. Did you do it? Did you not do it? Um, and so, anyways, by repeating this over the last eight weeks, this client has gone from being so confused about food, being so like it, the, her body being in pain because she was eating too much because um, she's eating foods that didn't agree with her stomach, going from being in that place to being a healthy and balanced eater, being someone who can um, eat, eat well, even during a stressful work week, or even when like things are happening with family, being able to eat well and continue on and move forward to the point where, you know, like when you do a diet, you're counting down the days to when the diet is done so that you can go and eat all of the things that you weren't allowed to eat. Like that is no longer a thing that's present in her life. She has moved from that, that dieting mindset, that dieting and binge eating um, way of doing things with food to being this normal person who can have desserts in the house and they just kind of sit there. Um, She allows herself to eat it, but it doesn't turn into eating all of it. So having some without all. So that, I mean, that has just been so cool to see over the last eight weeks to see someone change so much in such a short period of time, but also, um, the focus being on who she's being and the, the actions that she's taking so that she can continue on with this trajectory instead of great. Now the eight weeks are done and you're going to return back to what you were doing. And now like you have an even more messed up relationship with food. Um, yeah, but I, I would say that when we look at both of these examples, when we look at like me first learning to run and become a runner in 2013 and 14, after years of trying to make this happen and this client, the same thing, her getting to a place where she has a healthy relationship with food, she's a healthy and balanced, normal eater, um, after years, if not decades of struggling with this, this was not just because we had an action plan. This was not just me handing her the five Ps or this was not just for me having the plan of, oh, I'm going to run around the block or, you know, listen to Pandora. It's not just because of that. It's because we spent the time to figure out the pain, the pleasure, the old identity and the aspirational identity. It's because we took the time to really work on our beliefs and like, okay, I want to be a runner. I want to be a consistent person for me. I want to stop being a quitter and I want to be someone who can stick with things. Or for her, you know, I don't want to be a dieter anymore. I don't want to be a binge eater anymore. I want to just be this normal, this person who has a normal relationship with food and can trust themselves. Um, So that is my suggestion to you. If you're in that spot where maybe you've listened to the past two episodes and great, you have something on paper, you have a system, you know, the time and the place that you're supposed to be taking action, but you're still not taking action take a little bit more time and go through the worksheet, paint the pain, paint the pleasure, 
figure out the old identity. Who are you sick and tired of being? And who do you want to be? Um, notice that we did not talk about being like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, the the first person to finish the race. No, that's not, I don't need to do that. And she was not like, oh, I want to be on the cover of a bikini magazine. No, there's nothing helpful about that. That's not creating a life that we can enjoy. We just want to have like normal relationships with food and exercise, um, healthy and balanced relationships with food and exercise. So that's what I want for you too. I want you to also have a healthy and balanced relationship with food and exercise with meals and movement and mornings as well. Um, and I know that the the big five plus one uh, motivational journal that is really going to help you get to that place. So I will put a link to that in the show notes. Again, work through that. If you are sick and tired of struggling, you are sick and tired of where you are currently at and you know that something needs to change, make sure you download that worksheet. Um, and don't just do it once. Like I mentioned, this is something that we talk about on our calls over and over and over again. It's not just you did the worksheet once. Oh, look, nothing changed. No, like you need the repetition. That's something I always talk about with my clients. Like if you've been doing something a certain way for years or possibly decades, you know, in a year, that's 365 reps. Multiply that times 10 years, that's 3,650. Multiply that times 20 years, right? That's like, is that 7,000? You've been doing something 7,000 times or 3,000 times. It doesn't get reversed. It doesn't change with just one repetition. Oh, I did the worksheet once and nothing changed. <laughs> no, like you need lots of repetition um, to change things. And so this client, like we worked together over the last eight weeks. So what, eight times seven, that's 56. So it took 56 days, 56 days of repetition um, to create these new habits and be this new person. And also it doesn't just stop there. Like this is like, you need to keep taking action with this the rest of your life. But the great thing about taking action on something for like eight weeks straight, um, what is it called? Instead of it being like intermittent or like sporadic repetition, it's like massed repetition. It's a like a solid chunk of days, like a good chunk where you've been doing this every single day, mass repetition. So that's what you need. <laughs> Don't just do this worksheet one time and say, oh, it didn't work. You need to do it a bunch of times. Do it for eight weeks straight. And you know, if you're still struggling on your own, you have someone <laughs> that you can reach out to. You can send me an email, um, Coach Jacqueline at JacquelineRigio.com. Again, I'm not really on social media. Um, I am on Instagram, but I'm not posting content there. So the best way to get, get a hold of me is Coach Jacqueline at JacquelineRicchio.com and listen uh, up for when get, con get Consistent with opens up again. Um, that's my eight-week coaching program guaranteed to get you consistent with mornings, meals, or movements. I'll chat more about that later on. Have an amazing day. We will chat soon. Take care. Bye.